Haymaker Coffee Company was established in 2021 to create the best coffee to fuel the underdogs who perseveres, who hustles, and have the give-it-all mentality to achieve their American dream. Haymaker Coffee, only roast, top quality, specialty-grade coffee beans resulting in brews that satisfies those who demand every drop from their coffee and day. If you work hard, run hard, fight hard, and play hard, we have your coffee right here. And we're back, Stripe Show podcast on a Tuesday. I'm your host, Travis Fulton. Thank you for making us part of your day. We're going to turn the page and uh, look ahead. Next tournament, PGA Tour. It's the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. And, of course, on a Tuesday, you know what that means. Give you the full handicap breakdown. Our thoughts, analysis, best bets, outrights, top 20s, you name it. Had a good had a good week last week, um, and joining me here today is the only guy that didn't have a win ticket on Max Home, and that's Jeff Feinberg. How you doing, bud? What up, Travis? Yeah, it felt like that. Uh, I think on Saturday, which I thought was uh, lovely, and I enjoyed that Saturday finish. Max is such an easy guy to to root for. I was swimming right around it. I ended up on Sung JM. Uh, I think he was twenty four. I took Sung J twenty four to one. Everyone was smarter than me on those Homa. 25 um to one yeah. but i always joke the guy he should be like the a playing commissioner like he's the best mm-hmm. i love him he's so he is so likable easy to root for um absolute i don't know lack of a better term good guy but great personality more more max homa more max homa yeah you think you think the pga tour leans in enough to max homa no a guy like that no, and this was highlighted to me by my uh, partner in crime, Pat Mayo, Travis. And I think a lot of people who bet on Max probably noticed it better than I did mm. because it was a really like behind Ryder, uh, you know, for a period there, it was Rom and, and Morikawa and, and Hideki and, and I think a day and Ricky, you know, took up a lot of that oxygen right. on the broadcast and Homa until he uh, pretty much chipped in he wasn't even being recognized. He was being bumped on the leaderboard on the, on the score bug, which, you know, I kind of res- like, they just love Ricky. They love day. If they're at the same yeah. spot, they got one name left on their little bug. They're, they're going to do that. But Max Homa for what he has won um, for being on the, the U S team, it does still seem like they've not leaned into it, oh, but it takes a lot maybe to, to break to break through in, in some respects, I would have thought he was in there. He would have been there on our little like niche community on the internet. He's certainly yeah. in there, but hopefully this win has him in there next time. He's sort of lurking behind the leaders in a CBS broadcast. The PGA tour is always going to play it close to the vest as far as their core audience, right? Cause they know what they have yeah, They know in it. that, in that loyalty in that core audience. And then you get a, a guy like a Max Homa, who is, you know, not, he, he's younger, right, than a Jason Day or a Justin Rose. He's not, you know, the youngest, right, like we've seen with a, a Will Zalatoris and a Tom Kim, that next generation coming. But, you know, it's, it's like one of those, like they're just kind of slowly probably trying to reel him in and how do we position him with our core audience? We know he is appealing to perhaps this next generation and what he does in social media and, and those types of things. So how do you balance that out? 
And uh, yeah, I agree. I don't think they quite lean in maybe quite enough. I did like the on course uh, mic'd up. I and mean, they got gold. I was going to mention yeah. like early in the week, Max Homa gave them gold. They're doing yeah. that. They don't know that could just be a, an innocent. Um, I've just hit the ball to 29 feet. I'm going to two putt for par. Our interview's over. Yeah. Like that worked out perfectly. Yeah. You know, and you, there's so much happening. It was, it all happens fast on the back nine at Torrey Pines. I'm mm-hmm. not saying the broadcast should go and, and replay that. I'm just telling you, I'm, I'm confident enough my 80 year old dad would really like Max Homa. If you gave him, and, and th- that's such a disrespectful thing to say. The guys won Memorial. Uh, I'm sorry, not Memorial. He's won Quail Hollow. Mahalo, he's won yeah. Riviera. I know he has the swing season win, but now he's won Tory Pines. We are one more Max Homa win for maybe not like on a talent level. Cause like the best player without a major in terms, terms of talent, it's pro I'm maybe just forgetting someone off my Ted, but maybe it's a, uh, hovland or cantley and and shoffley shoffley but, but um in terms of like that next layer homa is one more i mean his trophy case is as impressive yep. as it gets the only thing that would bump one of those trophies at this point is a major yeah that's it i mean and and it's just not it's not the fact put i mean rest aside that it's it's that he hasn't won a major he just hasn't been competitive in a major like he's he's just disappeared altogether. Well, really, every, I don't know part. about you, but I, I know a lot of our friends, Travis, took whether they won on home or not, which felt like everybody, they took some of that. There were some 60 to 1 US Open, 60 to 1 um PGA championships, which I think they'll be shorter when time comes. Oh, I yeah. to make those people like the US Open link just because it's in California and he's seen, I mean, Riviera, now Tory Pines. I mean come on he holds the course record at the la country club so that's an easy dot to connect and i don't think we should underestimate i'm not betting it i don't have a bet on it i think if you asked me to make the bet today i'd say no i'd rather not but i don't even think the masters um should be overlooked with the yeah. wins. riviera and quail hollow we've seen um be career corollaries uh or some correlation heavy correlation i think especially to riviera so I don't know. Now it seems like he's uh, maybe in play and maybe our expectations are too high and I'm not sitting here with a future bet on it, but I, I, I'd love to see it. See last year, he was T 48 at the masters T 13 at the PGA T 47 at the U S open. And he missed the cut at the open championship. So we'll have to wait and see. Um, we're going to see him at the elevated event next week. I would assume in, in Phoenix, um, but uh, yeah, California, man, four wins. My goodness. Six total on the PGA tour, four wins. Uh, I, I mentioned it in, in a lot of the content that I did around the instruction side. When he made the change from Jamie Mulligan to Mark Blackburn, th- some things just fit perfectly. And those two guys are a great team. He has elevated his game. As we segue now to one of the most beautiful places in all of golf is Pebble Beach. And it's an interesting segue based off the conversation that we just had with Max Homa and how you've got your core audience and yet you're trying to attract the new audience, right? And that's always the, the I, I think the push and pull that the PGA Tour probably always has and how they want to lean in on certain things, where they invest their money, those types of things. The core audience, this tournament at Pebble Beach is 100% for their core audience. They're hardcore. Your dad, my mom and dad will be watching this tournament and they love this tournament. They love the idea of the pro-am format. 
They love Bill Murray's act. But then you got that younger generation and even my generation in the mid forties that kind of look at this, like, I don't know. I'm tired. I, I, I've been tired with this tournament for many years and it's unfortunate because it's at Pebble beach. And I think when you ask the players, they're tired of it as well. They don't get a good field anymore. Um, and it's unfortunate because it's one of the most beautiful places in the world, but nonetheless, we're here. They play three courses, Pebble beach, spyglass, Monterey peninsula. And then after that, they make the cut and the final round is on Sunday. It's a pro-am format. You look at the previous winners, Tom Hoagie, of course, last year, Daniel Berger, who has not been playing. He won in 21. Nick Taylor, big odds in 2020. Mickelson's won this tournament five times. He won it back in 2019. Ted Potter, I'll never forget, Pride of Ocala, Florida, 2018. He won the big lefty. What was he, like 250 to one, I believe, out-dueled, something like that? The outdueled just crushed DJ on Sunday. Too. <laughs> That's- I'll never forget that yeah. tournament as long as I live. And then Spieth, yeah. who's in the field in 2017. So you break this down. There's so much to take in here. Three courses. Uh, the, the pro-am. I mean, what do you, how do you handicap this, Jeff? What do you, what do you do? I mean, what's your, what's your advice? Okay. So you mentioned those winners and we literally are either at the very top of the board in that list of Travis, or we are at like, not just long shots. And I don't mean what we consider long shots today, as opposed to what we did a year and a half ago, super long shots. Yeah. Potter, Taylor, Nick Taylor, Von Taylor, like Von I, Taylor. That's right. Yeah. Von Taylor beating Phil with a carry stand bag, <laughs> an all time Pebble Beach memory for me. I got my, I used to the Pebble <laughs> Beach US Open flag behind me, the, the Gary Woodland uh, job there in uh, 19. Yeah, 19. Uh, so there's a lot to sort of make of, of this event. We even heard Nance during the, the football game on the weekend. Like, they're excited. They they tell you exactly what Saturday is going to be. It's right. like our celebrity golf day, and he's rhyming them off. Bill Murray, Josh Allen, Larry Fitzgerald, uh, Andy Garcia. We all, you know, we've been watching it. This is, I guess, what we have to realize. And, and it is for the core audience, not people with bets or lineups or who care about um, scores fast on an app. It is for their core audience, Travis. Yep. And we like to complain because we're we're younger and we think we're we know everything and where you can be I can be curmudgeon on the internet. But you really gotta take the Adam Scott comment to heart here when he says only eight or ten of these tournaments matter, and there's 40 of them, they can do whatever they want. Whatever they want. I'd love more match play. We have the team play. I think we all think it's time for some sort of real co-ed event like there are so many events that can they can just change up the pace and this is all that is this is what that is Mm -hmm. there's 50 events or 45 events in the year some of them have to be different and it's good that they're well you can have an opinion whether it's good or bad that they're different i know like dfs guys hate anything that's bad dfs guys even hate no cut events because of the variance is so off kill right and um, I'm not even knocking DFS. I'm a DFS guy my, my, myself. But I think you have to realize the entire, when you criticize, you have to just realize what it is and how the golf ecosystem, yeah, like it works. And there's it so much place. that you have so many events for, yep. for what you need. 150, 72 hole stroke play, one course, no pro-am, no cutaways to celebrity shots. Yeah. If you want to be triggered 
like if you want to get angry make a lot of head-to-head bets on saturday and try to watch the telecast (laughs) you know like you're just asking yourself to get angry and that's not saying if you see a head-to-head bet and you think it's a good price make it but i don't know go tobogganing with the kids like it, it can be triggering for like people in our little niche circle um how this thing is is conducted now to the ultimate question it's really hard to bet because the variance is so wide mm-hmm. it is so wide and as we see the super long i do have to believe and as we'll talk through it uh, i've got a very small card but i'm ready to bet a lot of names and they're all sort of above 60 between like 60 yeah. and 100 travis i've got some i've got some yeah, of those so too i feel like this is just the time like we've made fun of and if we can't get like a a respectable number to hit this week like we just might be doomed because we joke everywhere only good players win what is the point of betting non-good players right yeah like it's getting it's almost absurd at this point now this almost makes the fun conversation i mean what makes a good player like by good player i just mean short number you could debate how you, you, you could debate, you know, Andrew Putnam in his quality of like, how good is he? But if he wins this week, it's 25 to one that goes in the good player side of the ledger. So I did, um, not, bet, I did not bet that. No, I, I it's very popular. <laughs> I didn't bet it. I didn't, I didn't pick it either. So um, yeah, I am probably potentially at risk of being just maybe a little too big of a card. Cause I'm just chasing some bigger numbers here. And recent history tells us that silly even Pebble Beach history tells us that's a little silly based on how we've mentioned how it's just been the super like short 20 to one and unders or the super bombs that why are we playing in this 50 to 100? But I don't know, man, that's where I'm playing. Like, I feel like not that we're due. I just feel like that's where the the best numbers for me are this week. And that's the other part with this, this place, like, cause we, this is a great course because it, it weeds out and it, and it, and it really, highlights and rewards the best players and then like okay so pebble beach in our mind in this property in spyglass and monterey like they these these are great courses right but yet they've yielded these kinds of winners over the years and and some bombers so it's like there's just a lot to take in and and dissect with this with this course but make no mistake look there's certainly a, uh, there's certainly a group of people that don't like this event. Uh, they're tired of this event. I'm probably more in that category. I won't watch much of this event, um, but it's there for a reason. The PGA Tour is not dumb. A lot of people may think they are, and they might be a little worn out on some of the things that they do, but they're not dumb, right? This this tournament is there for a reason. And when you look at the ratings, and particularly on Saturday, I mean they're usually pretty damn good because you know why? Because their core audience is watching and, and that's why. All right. So anyway, let's, let's get into this. Um, you know, you add it up. All right. History plays a role here. You know, I think you could probably factor that in. Um, all right. You probably need to keep it in front of you. It's not a real long property. Hit some fairways. Um, you, you're going to have to probably be a pretty good, reasonable wedge short iron player here you're gonna have a lot of those 125 ish types of shots um short game yeah just don't be a dog right i mean just don't be a dog around the greens and then you know you throw that poa into it and and that always puts a wrench on things poa right max knows how to putt poa um matthew fitzpatrick knows how to putt poa 
there, there's guys that know how to putt poa and are more comfortable with it versus where they grew up. It's an interesting type of grass, especially as it gets late in the day. So as we open up the betting, and we're going to give you some bombers here today. So, uh, you know, look, Matthew Fitzpatrick opens it up here as, as the favorite. Victor Hovland's there. I thought I, I I said last week I thought I don't know why Victor Hovland doesn't play Tory Pines I don't get it, um, but there he is Hovland's at twelve to one Fitzpatrick's eleven right now as we come on the air Spieth he's in the field at twelve Seamus Power ladies and gentlemen right now is nineteen to one there you go Maverick McNeely California kid twenty defending champ uh, Hoagie at twenty two I'll give you McNeely um, I'm gonna go I'm gonna I'm gonna keep the California vibes going here and uh i i think in the short odds i don't trust spieth who who knows what we're going to get um i'd like to see a little bit more from vic right now kind of see his season get started and and of course fitz you know he's he's the favorite u.s open champ we know he can keep it in front of him uh, off the tee it's a good place for him t6 last year but i'll uh, i'll go with uh, maverick mcneely here uh to do enough with the irons a guy that knows how to putt these greens. I really like it. It's sort of Vin McNeely and, and Seamus Power were the two um, guys under 30 that had any part of my consideration. I think I bet McNeely here last year might have probably been 35, 40 to 1. He seems to have uh, places like this are um, the ideal McNeely course. It does feel like you're paying a premium, maybe trying to call it. Because on the other end, Seamus Power, you could argue, is, um, I don't know, like he is the um, scrubby field tour MVP at the moment with the uh, Barbasol win, with the Bermuda win, loves Coastal, gets that uh, wedge game going. This does also seem like it is in the perfect uh, Seamus Power wheelhouse who does seem to do really well in these um, easier setup resort course uh, scoring because I'm mm-hmm. not calling Pebble Beach a resort course, but this tournament has given us resort course scoring in the year because in the year in the years because it is a um it's a pro am and it's a it's a simpler setup. There's no secret there. They know they could put teeth into this place. They don't here, but um yeah. So it's McNeely or Power that have my attention. If I did have to play at the very very top. I guess Hovland would be my lean. I thought he might have even been the favorite. I've sort of mm-hmm. seen him behind both Fitzpatrick and Spieth, but you're probably right. It might be nicer to see him um, rev that engine, rev that engine yeah, a, li- so. a, a little so. bit. And I don't worry. People like the greens are so small. Don't you worry about the short game? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. Or, uh, there's certainly small greens throughout the property. Yeah, too. But, but I feel like to win here, you're going like, if you're chipping here, like, don't, I don't doubt. On yeah, just Sunday, don't be a dog. Yeah. Yeah. On Sunday to win, you're going to need to make a clutch up and down. That's just yeah. the PGA tour. You could be playing resort course or the hardest course that's going to happen. You're going to need to make a clutch up and down with a clutch eight to 12 footer hit that par putt, keep the momentum going. But if you actually need to rely on your short game this week, you're probably so screwed anyway. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, because you're going to have to get into the 18, 19 yeah, under range. Like to win. I said, once you're playing in resort course style scoring system, yeah. So if it's going to be a big thing, then you're DOA anyway. Um, yep. would be how I would look at it. Hoagie obviously won last year. Was a slap in the face to Hoagie, isn't it? This this far down the board, defending champ. He was third at 
Sony. He did his thing, yeah. plus 10.2 approach. I mean, rule out the next one. He had, you know, he flew to, or not third at Sony, I'm sorry, third at uh, Century. And then yeah, he, and then the he, wedge game with, I mean, this is yeah, the reason this place. He, was the, he was a really, for a guy that was like 60, 70 to one last year, I was fortunate enough to, to have been, um, to have been on that. It was, it was a pretty popular, like longer odd bet last year because he's just a wedge game yep. wizard and you hope you can bring it. He actually, I want to say Travis, when I first saw odds on Monday morning, he opened ahead of Mav and, and Seamus and maybe there's just been a little, I guess, love as we've both acknowledged the, um, those might be the guys yeah. we are real quick on Seamus, you know, people, let me remind you late last year, the fall season when it started, uh, Seamus won Butterfield and he goes third at the worldwide technology fifth at the RSM. That's the kind of golf he was playing. Uh, now we're in a slightly better field, slightly. Uh, he was 25th at century to start this season, just atrocious with his irons. But, you know, Seamus Power, I was, I touted him a, a decent amount last year in his progression um, and, and where he was heading. So I, I think um, Power and Mavs certainly makes a lot of sense. Hoagie seems to be getting a little disrespected as the defending and champ. Putnam and Putnam's getting a ton of love. And Putnam's like, getting a ton of love. Some I get of the guys, love. Travis, that do this thing that, like, that actually move numbers. Like, when they post the list, like, three or four names, yeah, those numbers have changed. It's almost like the books are waiting to see a couple of these guys post. And they were, they were on uh, a couple of the guys I respect more than anybody were on, were on Putnam. Um, and I saw his number dip so hard yesterday and some places are kind of bringing it back, but yeah, if you got to bet Andrew Putnam at 24 to one, maybe you just, like you said, if you want, I, I think there's going to be an opportunity this week and I hope yeah. we're lucky enough to get it. We'll probably talk about it in the next names, but if just the casual golf fan said, I'm that want no part of this, I'll see it Phoenix next week. And then Riviera. I mean, we're getting we're getting some main courses coming up, but yeah, I, I, I I enjoy this just like I'll I'll enjoy the Honda field and all those like random Europeans that show up. Yeah. I, I, I'll, I'm not going to watch Saturday. I promise. Actually, I don't want to get caught in a lie. Putnam's going to be one of the best putters in the field. There's no question about that. Um, around the green, he's solid. Decent wedge player. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, we all kind of run these models and these stats that 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 we like, maybe for this particular venue. And um, yeah, he's a top. He's certainly he's certainly up there. I, I don't. I'm probably going to stay away from him as we move down at 25. Kucher right there at 35. Um, you know, a guy that knows his way, experience factor around this place. Keith Mitchell I'll pass at 35. I think Justin Rose is interesting. I said it last week. Spent some time at Palm Springs and Amex, watched him work with Mark Blackburn, which was interesting that they're working together. It kind of just struck me that Rose might be a little re-energized, perhaps. Um, a little refocused. Um, so he's interesting to me at 35. You like him? No. I like that he is um I like I want the golf fan in me so badly wants like Justin Rose, Ricky Fowler, Jason Day, like get a resurgence. Let's do it again. Yep. Golf. And it happens in all sports, you, you know, at the eight got generations crossover, but I have a lot of fun when I would get a, if I can get a watch like 
Jason Day play one of these hot young new generation players for yep. a for a title or you're going to see that you're going to see that this Justin year. Rose on the weekend paired up with one of these new young hot things that we're all so like fawning over that that that's one of the beautiful things not betting related but I'm so very much here for all those guys getting healthy and being consistent like we know they can you're going to see it with Jason Day this year he's coming I mean he, he's coming I Justin Rose perhaps I would put my money more on day, but it is, I I do get the feeling that Rose feels a little re-energized. He's played pretty good. His first two outings. Ryder cup year spots are available. Travis. I feel like Rose is, is okay. His attention is, is there, you know, maybe spots are open. Few less commercials, more, more putts, chips, drivers i like it. um we'll we'll see how that plays out i bet him i bet him last week um i didn't play no i didn't actually i actually scrapped that bet last minute i thought about it long and hard but justin rose is 35 to 1 here if jason day was here this week would he'd probably be there with like mcneely on the odds i think so yeah absolutely the way he's playing and going and his his course for why is he not playing Uh, that's a good point why in the hell is he not playing that would have been like three in a row four in a row probably I guess, like I said, Riv and Fe- I don't know if he's a Phoenix. Yeah, I've been know. four in a row. Yeah, yeah, it's that's probably smart. He took one off, but I, I, I really, I've been out in front with Day stuff and what he's been doing, just from his own personal standpoint. And, and it shows in the stats, right? I mean, you stare down the stats; it's like year to date, it's pretty dramatic. Well, what's interesting with Jason Day is this, and we talked about this a couple weeks ago on the podcast. Even in Jason Day's heyday when he was the number one player in the world, like Jason was elite around and on the green, elite, like top two and probably short game and putting. His driver was, was good. His iron game was okay. Like I say that relative to the rest of his game in the PGA tour, right? Yeah. Like I know he was, I know everybody out there is elite. I get that. But like, you never would factor in Jason day at the masters, even when he was, because like, he just wasn't a good enough iron player right now. He could do the rest of it. Finish second there. He had a lot of great masters. He finished second in the masters. What? In 20. I would like when he was really young, really when young. He, when he was really young. I'm just saying like over a course of time, like his yeah, iron game, his iron game has always been like number four to me on the list of the stats. Right point i'm making is now when you look at him his iron game is tracking to be elite i mean he's he's plus five plus six i mean like he is really excelling with his approach game which to me now is like all right if i get that with jason day and then you get even a little bit of the magic around and on the greens that we know he's fully capable of sign me up like this dude's gonna win I, i i've said that i love where he's going the changes he's making i think right now you potentially could see the best iron game ever of his career out of Jason. Anyway, he's not in the field. If he was, he would probably be like 15 to one, 18 to one, somewhere in there. Um, moving down the list here. Joel Damon might be the most interesting name on the list to me, just because of how great he was playing before. Now we haven't seen him this year, but this dude last four events, before he shut it down, top 20s. 
um, playing excellent golf. The only thing that scares me with Joel Damon at this facility are the greens. Poe, it's a Clark and Wa- this is a Clarkston, Washington kid. I used to live in Clarkston. I've played every golf course around there. And I can tell you right now, those greens there that he grew up on are nothing. <laughs> I mean, nothing like what he's, what he plays at Pebble beach. So I, he worries me a little bit on POA, but I'm intrigued by Joel Damon and just how great of golf that dude was playing before he shut it down at the end of the year. I'm not going to play. I'm just, I'm just intrigued. He's at 40 McCarthy's at 40 Stallings at 40 Burmester's at 45. There's really no one in there. I get too excited about to be quite honest with you. As for Joel Damon, I guess just the big concern you alluded to it. I think it's been 11 weeks since he has played. Um, so I think for a lot of the outright golf better, that's probably um, what could be holding them back, myself included. As we sit in front of 50 or at 50, for me, Travis, I'm probably going to have a hard time quitting this guy. Uh, I'm tempted on a uh, Thomas Detry 50 to I one. I'm a bit of a truther on Detry. To me, I could argue this could be a talent play versus the field. People could fight back at me and say, you know, how talented, I agree with you. Yep. How talented is he? You know, some of those guys at 70 and 80 that are younger players uh, might even be more talented. But uh, at 50 to one versus this field, I'm going to the well with, uh, with Detry for sure. I like it. I like Detry. Um, I, I think the three rookies this year, I think they're cut and dry. Um, you, you know, we've seen it with the big kid from uh, UNLV and, and what he can do. I think Davis Thompson's on his way. And um, and I think Dietrich's number three on that list. I like Dietrich a lot. He's he's His length will be minimized a little bit. But I, outside of that, I think his game fits well. The only, the only question here is his first time, right, playing here. So you, you've got that working against it. But look. We've seen 200 plus win here. I'm totally with you on Ditry at 50. I think it's a great bet. Yeah. Stallings. I, I mean, I, and again with the po, I know he lost some strokes on the green last week. He gained over two and a half uh, at the Amex. Yeah, I, I'm in. I, I'm not. Uh, I'll probably be ready to to quit at some point, but not yet. Not quite on a field this week. I think. Yeah, that's I agree. Pretty fair, fair number. But again, it's all relative um, to what I actually feel. Like it's all relative that I prob- might even believe Detry's better than he actually is. So that's my problem. Yeah, it's, there's potential, but I, I think he's. I I I like his upside too. I, I really do. I like Smalley um, right there as well as another player I kind of been looking at. Um, I played him in the top twenty. Smalley, his win odds right now are what are they fifty? Yeah. I'm seeing 50. Yeah, 50 to 1, Dittry 50, Pendrith 50, Taylor Moore 55. I like Taylor Moore. The only thing with Taylor Moore, I wish I wish that dude would become a better wedge player. That's what's holding him back. If he had that wedge game dialed in right now, he he would be um I, I like Taylor Moore a lot this week and it's probably mainly so focused on uh having been told to just look at his POA putting stats. He really does seem yep. to excel in that uh i've seen it as high as 70 to one uh if he had a dialed in wedge game right now i would be i would be double betting taylor Moore. i would would too i think it's a 
That's a fair analysis right there, folks. 11th last week at the Farmers. He comes into a place that um, is really built for him. His, what he does, if, look, Jeff, we always talk about, hey, I like this guy's skill set. If he could just have a good putting week, he'll be there, right? How about Taylor Moore? If he could just have a good wedge week, he'll be there. <laughs> I think that's yeah, true. No, I, I think I, that's, I'm playing uh, Taylor Moore. I'm playing him. Yeah, I don't even think that's um oh, yeah. Yeah. Just give us some some field median wedges and we'll be there with more this week. Nick Taylor 16th and he was 16th here in his debut last year as well as worth mentioning. Yeah, Nick Taylor's had some success. He's coming uh, in at 60. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to pass on him. Davis Riley, he's close. Uh, ben Griffin's playing good golf as we get into 60s. Bo Hostler, no thanks. You're Will mentioning Gordon. a lot. Of Will Gordon. Um, Mullinex, all at 60. Hardy's at 60. Kitayama was probably my most appealing of the 60, but I'll, I'll skip down SH Kim at 65 for a top 20. Yeah, um, geez, been seeing his name lingering on the, like, I don't want to say the first page, but like the second page of leaderboards all month now. There are a lot of names. Like, that's a lot to um, digest the sort of uh, group you threw there. I would say Ben Griffin appears to be very popular. Uh, and uh, yeah. for obvious reasons, you stare at those stats. You can see why a lot of people were quick to bet uh, Gordon out of the blocks Sorry, not uh, Griffin out of the blocks yesterday. Gordon as well. Uh, Bo Hostler, what he was, he was in that final group here last year, Travis. So a lot of love for, for, for Bo. I know that sounds like it's a hard pass for you. I just, and I, there's a couple guys I have a hard time getting behind. That's one of them. And I, I, I will probably get sucked into Davis Riley. Uh, really? 65, 70 to one. I don't want to actually um, commit to that. The only bets that I have made, Travis, are 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 um, sorry, are are Thomas Detry at fifty, and I have bet some Will Gordon at eighty five and Taylor Moore at seventy. But I am going to make a bet in the twenties, and there I'm swimming around Riley and Smalley and. Uh, maybe even a guy like Ru your buddy Russell Knox. If we go farther down this list, I think, I think Riley's an interesting is an interesting look. He he's certainly not playing great golf to kick things off here in the calendar year. He made the he made the cut at the American Express, missed the cut at the Farmers. He he seems to be trending the wrong way with the putter right now, and perhaps that's leaking into a little bit of the rest of his game. Driver's been okay. Sure iron game, you know, above water. But you go back to the Davis Riley of the summer last year, when you're seeing those strokes gain approach popping up into the six and sevens, you know, you get that this week and you might have yourself a winner right there. What's his odds right now, Davis? Uh, 70 to one. Yeah. 65 to one. It's that great. It's sort of that there's a lot of these. That's an interesting one. I, I think Riley, you know, Taylor Moore at 55. A Riley resurface here to what we were seeing at 70 might be worth a sprinkle. 
Yeah, I, honestly, I'm having it's a real hard him. time making the decisions because I like a lot of. <laughs> I mean, Lipsky, Lipsky deserves yeah. some respect. Yeah, I know Lipsky absolutely, and I know a lot of people who are are betting him this week. But this whole sort of range, Riley Griffin, mm-hmm. um, we've mentioned more. We've mentioned Gordon. I, I see myself probably betting at least two of of those guys. And I might have even just forgotten a name as we did that regurgitation. And Kitiyama? No, okay. I don't think I'll be on Kitiyama. I don't think I'll be on Bo Hostler either. Although I do cheer for Bo Hostler. I just think, uh, I don't know. I've seen about it. Nate Lashley. We saw him run up the board. Okay, Nate Lashley is steaming up this board. Uh, I saw it as high as 130 to 1 on DraftKings yesterday. It is now 70 to 1 on DraftKings, 80 to 1 in most places. So Nate Lashley um, is probably, at least the, the, the sports books have taken notice that a lot of people really did like Nate Lashley early in the offerings. Would you bet, would you bet Naismith or Knox at 70? Fuck. <laughs> That's a tough one. Yeah, they both um because Knox certainly seems like the safer play, right? Yeah, Knox seems like the safer play. Um Naismith has the both, higher ceiling. What they both do well should actually lead them to potentially both having advantageous weeks or opportunities. I'm going to be playing Knox in a lot of DFA, right. Travis. Okay. I might even get in on a top 20. I, I'm going to get suckered into your boy here this week a bit. I'll be <laughs> exposed. I do not see myself carrying an outright ticket. Who can blame me? But I do think I'm going to be exposed, whether it's like props or DFS, to, to quite a bit of Russell Knox. Well, I'll tell you right now, folks. Yeah, I mentioned the 125 range. There ain't nobody in better in the field uh, probably than Russell Knox. And if they are, it's, it's, it's marginal yeah. because the, because the dude from hundred to 125, even I'd stretch it to 150. Um, he's pretty, he's, he's pretty darn good. Pretty special with his irons. Um, gives himself ample looks. <sighs> he put putter in his hand. All right. You know, well, who knows? <laughs> you know, I mean, who, who knows, right? That's kind of, kind of where we're at i'm trying to pull him up real quick here russell because you have to he's gonna you'd have to think he's gonna be popular down in this range right russell's gonna be fairly popular down in this range he he made the cut at the sony made the cut at the american express iron game not quite as polished as he we've seen i don't know i i'm going naismith of those two by the way yeah Oh, who is the better guy of those two is a coin flip because they're both like a plus dudes. I spent some time with Naismith at uh, Palm Springs for the cut, which will that, that segment will, will run here in a few weeks. Let me tell you something. That guy is a gem, but he's also a gem and a wizard from one twenty five. He is. He is. I, I, he's missed the last three cuts. Okay. He's going to turn around at some point. And he was playing exceptional golf. I, I don't know what the hell happened. Maybe he got to, I, I got the feeling when I was with him at Palm, maybe it was me. Like, since he's seen me, like he's just, he can't, he can't make a cut. Cause I was building him up. I was like, dude, like, like I, I feel it. It's coming. You know, he was right there with Tom Kim. He should have won that tournament. Kim was making bombs from everywhere. Yes. Knocked him out. 
uh, I don't know. I, it's it's going to happen. You're going to see Naismith back on that for I I'm going to bet it. I'm going I'm going I'm betting Naismith. I'm going to sprinkle a little bit down here in the 75 range, taking him over my boy Knox. All right, we're getting down. Now we're getting down here to the 80s and 90s. If we had to we got to sprinkle a few bombers. I I I I I see some Robbie Shelton love out there. Yeah. Lant, good to see Lantel Griffin back playing. For um, sure. We're seeing a little bit of love. I tell you what, Gary Kegel's playing some decent golf again. He's 110. I mean, could that be your boy that, you know, pops up there? I was on him when he won in South Carolina at 75 to one. Maybe I need to go to my boy Higo at 110. He's been showing a propensity to have these unconscious rounds. If he could just surround those with um, just holding his own, he, he'll be in uh, quite strong shape. I don't mind your Robbie Shelton call out i um i don't mind the uh the georgia boy grayson sig here 90s maybe you could find a hundred out there on 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 sig uh you know just keep it to the wedge and and the putter we could be in in a decent spot and i do like your mention of um of lonto i do feel like sometimes he might play his best on harder courses um but I'll tell you, I've seen his number all over the place. I've it, yeah, I've seen yeah. a not like uh, just I, I've literally there's a 90 on DraftKings. There's a 55 on FanDuel. Um, wow. Yeah. So it's That's uh, dif- differing opinions, I guess, across the board. I am probably uh, I wouldn't bet Lonto at, at 55 to one, but I am uh, quite bullish on on him this week. Sort of like Russell Knox, I do see myself getting in on um, getting in on the Lonto market. Hmm. Don't really have. Well, I do have a suggestion for a super bomb, but Lonto's a good wedge player too. You know, he historically he, that's you know yeah, his California weakness, guy. He'll be comfortable yep. out there. His weakness is around the green. Um, that's where he gets a little clunky. I, I think Lonto is is a decent look here. Won the Houston Open. California guy. What about Luke Donald? They're pretty good over in... He seems to be a little... <laughs> oh, man. I mean, this, you, this, would, this, you would think in sort of the same way... Um... You got to stretch your mind now to... No, but he's the wizard. For- he's the RBC Heritage Wizard, right? Yeah, that's true. And they I, got I, the I'm- really no, but they got the real tiny greens there too. That's sometimes why I go there and I lose money on McNeely there also. All right, so we're, we're getting started, into the bombers. Let's, I sort yeah. of take the same. Yeah, I don't know those tiny. So when, you, when, so when you get into the bomber range, let's finish with this. Yeah, we're getting into the one hundred and fifty plus two hundred range. We're we're, we're looking. Right now, folks, we're looking for Nick Taylor of 2020. We're looking for Ted Potter Jr. of 20. That's what we're looking for, right? And so when, you, when you're looking for these guys, is it he's played well here in the past or is it a young guy with a high ceiling that's like, let's have a week? <laughs> Travis, it is whatever you you want. Yeah. Um, like you choose your own adventure. If you believe in a guy, that this guy should win, can win um, on the PGA tour. There won't be that many other upper opportunities. Um, 
potentially I, I mean i will say normally i like to go for the the young the young yeah. guy i'm always like give me the unknown because i feel like you know like i know what these other guys can yep. do yeah and no knock on them i'd rather just sort of invest in the unknown ceiling um that being said in terms of the super bomb category i'm staring at a 42 year old german potentially travis in uh in marcel seam who uh doesn't really play at all on the pga tour but his last you know four starts in europe he's got a 16th a fifth a 47th a 19th i don't not really going on much but um that that like there's some decent relatively speaking there and i've seen like 370 to one i don't even know that i'm gonna make that bet <laughs> but you <laughs> have proposed <laughs> me to offer a super bomb and it is pebble beach and that would be the super bomb um for me 370 to one wow hmm have you ever bet peter malnati before yeah, I have. Life. You have. Like RSS. Yeah. You know what? Now that you say the name, like this is a Malnati wheelhouse. <laughs> I know, right? Track. Where was Malnati? Sergio beat him in a playoff or they were about to go to a playoff. Mm-hmm. I had Malnati. He seems like a pretty laid back guy. He's about to be in a playoff. He's just sort of like feeding his kid in the shade, sitting down, watching the final groups coming. Um, yeah, a little wedge putter. That's the only way Malnati's can win. So that's it, just kind of it pops up for me. Like as we as we look deep into the ridiculous, right? A Peter Malnati um course fit could go unconscious. We, he was at where it was at Sony. Sony, remember he was dueling um he was dueling uh Kevin Na. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. Down the stretch, making everything. You're gonna bet it, aren't you? Mm, I'm gonna look at it. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna circle circle you're gonna, back. You're gonna you're gonna bet it. Man, Mark Hubbard, 150. I mean, I like that dude's golf swing. By the way, Hubbard. Yeah, every time I go on the range, I like watching him hit balls. Probably wonders like I'm a stalker because I see him like every five or six weeks. I just stand there and watch. He's like, there's that guy again sitting there watching me hit balls um yeah marcel seen there he is 165 lucas glover 350 or 350 yeah zach blair's in the field at four what in the hell yeah i saw that little zachy blair wow jb holmes is 800 to one philip knowles pride of jacksonville florida 800 to one Brandon Matthews, Fabian Gomez, hitter, 550. Longest hitter on the tour is a bunch. Can I, I mean, um, and I've said this in a few places this week, because I do even remember when our, my, my buddy Pat Mayo hit, hit a t- uh, huge Ted Potter Jr. live ticket here. Because the field is so bad, because they're on three different courses, um, and, and so many of these guys who will be playing well, putting themselves in a Sunday spot on that Saturday, while so much of the focus is on the celebrities on the TV coverage, 
there will be real opportunities to catch a stale number mm-hmm. on something live guys yep. on a different course going unconscious out of sight out of mind he has no name value for the guy working the books to even respect but like as the golf fan part of the niche twitter community you would probably know who he is um now yeah, there's a caveat to having to deploy that strategy travis mm-hmm. you have to be watching we're paying attention, <laughs> right. which is something we've also said. Maybe you don't want to do this week. Yeah. So, um, good point. Yeah. So, it, it, if you do, you know, if the wife does end up going out with the kids or somebody, and you're just home, and you know, you're gonna watch. Just keep an eye because there will be, there will certainly be. Um, there always, you could argue, even last week at Tory, there were stale live numbers. Uh, that moved quickly once the books notices what were happening, but they'll notice it way less here because the names aren't names they'll respect at all. So there could be a real good opportunity if you're paying attention. I probably won't be, but I'm giving you that advice. All right. So there we have it. There were some names there as we get down into the woods. I had EVR circled too down in that 90 hundred. What's he been up to lately? Because I, uh, I could always get suckered in. What has he been up to? Yeah, has he been playing decent? Was he, Man, was he injured? At the American Express. I watched him hit balls at... Uh, that dude's a trip, by the way. Like He's always got some kind of contraption uh, that he's got on his arms and, you know, you know, this and that. I mean, he's just... He's, he's a trip, you know. You look at his... You look at his... What he does... You know, like you go back to the beginning of the year and I'll finish with this. Like, you know, that dude will miss four or five cuts and then he'll finish 13th at the players, you know, yeah. and oh. then he'll miss cut. Then he'll finish 10th at RBC. Um, And he missed five cuts and then he finished 35th at Butterfield. Missed a cut, World comes out six at the American Express. But does he ride those good performances into into like a into a few no. weeks, or they're just back to them as cuts after them? Well, I mean, you go back to twenty twenty one, seventh at the Northern Trust, fifth at the BMW. Yeah, that's probably when he was playing his best. It feels like, yeah. I don't. I don't mind it. I'm not. I wouldn't hate on it. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna sprinkle it at a hundred. That's my. I'll, I'll throw that one in to finish the show. Oh, what? He had this weird thing on. He's like, you put his arms in it. And it was like strapped to him like Spider Man. And like, what it does is he has to push on these. He has to push on these, these bungee cord like things, and and, he, and it makes him keep structure. And I tell you, just puring it like one right after the other. Um, I like EVR man. He's been on the pod before. He's he's a, he's a straight shooter too. Like he he lets you have it. Um, went after Phil and the joggers oh, tweet last that. week. It was beautiful. Um. All right, that's my uh, that's my last one. A few other bombers in there to think about. Um, let's get a winner this week. I'd, uh, let's go back to back weeks here, home of last week, and get. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing. I gave you Mab. I like Dietrich. We're on the same page there. I like more. I like Smalley's interesting. Um, I sprinkled uh, Naismith. All right. You like Naismith more than Knox? I know yeah. you asked me that question, but I do. I'm I'm, I'm yeah. going Naismith with the higher ceiling. I'm going. He's three three straight missed cuts. He's going to turn it around. He's going to turn it around. Get back on track. This is the place to do it. Three different courses. Let's do it. All right. 
Awesome. Well, let me know who wins because I'm not going to be watching. So, <laughs> <laughs> no Sunday, like the last two hours on Sunday, you know, and there's probably only like six celebrities left on the golf course. It's, it's fun, no? Yeah. Like it can turn into a. No, no, I'll watch Sunday. Yeah, yeah. I'll watch. No, I mean, like once, it, like once you're on the back nine Sunday, yeah. I think it can be. It becomes a pretty normal broadcast. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, there's no question. I'll I mean, watch they only Sunday. let 20 celebrities play Sunday anyway, or I could be wrong. Yeah, because it's only, it's a three-day cut. Yeah. yeah. One thing I will say, Charles Kelly, Lady A, uh, playing with Jordan Spieth, he's on the pod tomorrow. And um, he really uh, going to be, it, we've already done the interview, and it's a good one. Um, he uh, is in rehab, coming back from alcohol, and uh, very honest, transparent about that journey, where he is with golf, playing this week. It's uh, it's a good one. So he'll be on. And he's friends. He'll be on tomorrow. Speed. Yeah, he's playing with Speed. See, Speed is lucky because he gets to. When you're a good enough player, Travis, yeah. you get to pick your. You essentially get to pick your your program partner. So you're playing with a friend. You're. I saw a quote from Speed saying, like, because he was asked about the really long rounds. He's like, I'm out there with a buddy. We're eating good food. We're staring off into Pebble Beach. Like, it doesn't even hit me. Like, we're laughing. We're telling jokes. Mm -hmm. So if you're just with, like, you know, some accountant from Valspar, probably a much more boring, longer seven hours, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it it's true. You know what's funny? It kind of hit me this week scrolling through on Twitter. <clears throat> One is AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am, right, which just screams – Mom and dad, get off my lawn, newspaper, you know, yeah, just old school golf. And then the next one is Matthew Fitzpatrick signs with TGL, <laughs> simulation golf. Uh, all the, I mean, it is like, but then we are, the, the dichotomy of we're going from Pebble Beach, the get off my lawn ATT classic into Phoenix. Yeah. It's cool though. That's golf though. Like, look, exactly. It's golf. Exactly. That's golf. Uh, you make good points. We like to bitch and complain and this and that. This this tournament, like, it's it's not for me anymore. I get it. like I'm I'm fine with it. Right? The I'll golf season is so long. To think it's there's so not a golf place on the calendar for this, like you're being unfair also to the people right. who, you know, do that other stuff. There you go. I think that's I think that's and a I fair just point. play both sides of it, Travis. I'll complain and then I'll tell the people <laughs> complaining to stop complaining. That's the best way. Yeah. That's always the most interesting, right? Like, wait a minute. Didn't you say one thing and now you're saying the other? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Jeff Feinberg, there he is. Thanks for uh, thanks for the picks. Let's get one. PXG has done it again with the launch of a new lineup of drivers, fairways, hybrids, and irons. The new Gen 5 golf clubs deliver significantly increased MOI, faster ball speeds, longer distances, and tighter dispersions, all coupled what the exceptional feel and sound golfers have come to expect from PXG. Schedule your custom fitting or buy online at pxg.com.